0: Have you ever just wondered why everything happens? I don't know. But anyways, uh, welcome to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast, the podcast about all things metal and everything in between. A production of TheMetalRobot.com, created and hosted by Tom McKay. And this episode is, much like the last one, going to be a bit different, only a bit slightly more different than the last one. You see, the last one, we mostly featured an interview with Lindsay Schoolcraft that took up the bulk of that episode. But we did also have a topic aside from that. Well, this time, not really the case. It's just a talk with Colin Sterling of Thrasher's Paradise, talking about Metal Monday, as the topic in question is actually a very good one, seeing as we've talked about it on the show before, and that is socially distant concerts and how they can be done effectively. Colin Sterling has uh, been able to fill me in on the details of how he was able to pull that off and how the venue in question was able to pull that off. So take a listen for yourself and see what the big venues are possibly doing wrong, because They're doing quite a bit wrong. So without further ado, let's get right into it. You're listening to MRP, the Metal Robot Podcast. I've talked a bit on this show about the idea of socially distant concerts, something that has been a trend in recent days as the world tries its best to return to normal after the pandemic. That is Corona beer. I mean, Coronavirus. I'm pretty sure that joke was pretty much stale back in March, but fuck it. Uh, I've always had my criticisms about them as there never seemed to be any way in which a show was able to protect everybody involved. I'm talking about in terms of the audience, but also the performers, crew, and staff at the venues. You can argue that many of the staff, you know, you can't save everybody, and that's true. But there's a clear difference between saving everybody and not giving a shit to begin with, which is why I've been so hard on these venues. But recently, last week actually, at the time of recording this podcast, I did attend a show. The big reason I attended it is because of the acts involved, but also because it was put together by my good friend and colleague Colin Sterling of Thrasher's Paradise on YouTube and on the radio on 101.5 The Hawk. Colin is, of course, joining me on the podcast. Colin, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good, you know, Uh, just getting off of that Metal Monday kind of, what's the word, high, I guess you could say. It's all coming back down to reality that I'm just another person in this
0: little world. Well, also the high of actually going to a metal show for the first time in, God, how long has it been since Rockers Without Borders? Like since March? Yeah,
1: since March. And oh, that high hasn't gone off yet.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that feeling. So uh, speaking of which, let's let's talk about Metal Monday. First off, what a hell of a show. No, run through it again. Who did we get to see for the show?
1: Uh, Well, the show opened up with... A brand new band called Shot Down Twice, which features members formerly of former Sludgehammer, Miss Carmen North, uh, Profaner. It's a nice little group collective. It's more of a, I want to say punk, hard rock kind of thing. But still, it was a great way to open up. Next on the list was Mr. Johnny No Cash, who was a... Van favorite, I guess you could say, because everyone <laughs> went absolutely insane for him. Yeah. And the Niners <laughs> were the very hilarious and talented axe lords of Zanzibar from the Kitchener area. It's a very solid set or list from first to last. And it was very fun to see all three kind of mesh well together, even though they're all nothing
0: alike. Oh, I, I, I agree on that one. They have their own distinct personalities. And speaking of that, I think it's safe to say, and I think you mentioned this too, I think many more would agree. Johnny No Cash stole the goddamn show. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I was sitting close to the stage and there wasn't a moment that I couldn't and hear somebody singing along or laughing hysterically or snorting yes. from their drinks. I may have been the last one. I will not confirm nor deny that. But nonetheless, it was Johnny No Cash's performance was fantastic. Oh my gosh! It was. Yeah, it was, it was good to have him there.
1: It was very nice as Sean from the Reverend Radio Show. I don't know he's if he's been on this podcast yet, but yeah,
0: actually he has. He was on. Uh, he he has, was on one okay. of the episodes talking about Ticketmaster, which we were happy to slam them for, but nonetheless, yeah.
1: No, it was funny because he showed up, and I jokingly said, "Yeah, I'm trying to rip off Rockers Without Borders, but with only." <laughs> you know with whoever said yeah sure i'm in
0: Uh, well it definitely worked out in the end but uh so the the big reason why i wanted to talk about this was because of the socially distant part given that you know uh, because even though it was great to get back to going to a live event safety is of the utmost importance as ontario is still in stage three of reopening the economy and Mm -hmm. it cannot be botched for even a second if we're to avoid a second wave. So I wanted to talk about how Metal Monday acted to keep everyone safe from the virus. Because I, like I was talking about earlier, most socially distant shows fail at this miserably. Mm-hmm. So uh, first off, how was the show set up? Like where were the performers playing and how was the audience socially distant?
1: Well, before we even talk about that, we should mention the venue that which it was held. It was sure. held at Absinthe Hamilton, which is in downtown Hamilton on King William Street. Mm. and conveniently enough they've been doing socially distant events since June at this point with, cause we're now in September. So they've been doing it. Thankfully enough, they have windowsills, a very large windowsill at Absinthe where they're allowed to open it. And what happens to be by the windowsill, the stage. So mm. the musicians would be performing inside while, in the patio let's say there's 12 to 15 tables in the patio very it's a nicely spaced out patio with a lot of tables and a lot of room to move and people would be told to sit at these tables max 6 to a table and you had you were allowed to not wear a mask at the table but if you were to get up to go to the washroom you had to of course put your mask back on now abstin doesn't sell food, okay They don't, but you were allowed to bring your own food into the venue, which is really cool, but that doesn't really like impact like kind of this, but the main thing was alcohol. Mm-hmm. So the venue that's where the venues really making their money is through alcohol sales. So how that worked was a waitress or a waiter would go up to your table to take your order. And then they would bring you your alcohol. There was no, you have, you were allowed to go in to physically grab a drink that wasn't allowed. You had to wait patiently at your table for someone to come get you, get your order and then drop it off to you. And it was all cash. Like you, there's no debit machines. Everything had to be paid in cash.
0: Okay, yeah, the cash thing I do want to get back to in a little bit, but for now, let's yes. talk about the acts involved. How were they okay. kept safe? Obviously, it's hard to socially distance while you're on the stage, especially if there's multiple performers, as we saw with uh, with Carmen North and Gang. Um, mm-hmm. But aside from the glass windows separating them from the rest of the mortals, how were they protected whilst they were setting up?
1: What? Setting up? Well, conveniently enough, they were allowed to set up like two hours or an hour before the doors were even set to open so they all had access to setting up their stuff no issues no hiccups like they were all good to do that before doors even open and even when the doors open the main rule for them were they had to wear their masks mm-hmm. because they are part of the performance they had to wear their masks in and around wherever they are going because they're moving so quickly so constantly but when they were allowed to perform on stage masks were allowed to be taken off. And when it came to like them sitting and relaxing, they were all allowed a designated area. There was a designated area set aside in one of the far left corners of the patio where they could chill and just relax and take a breath and Breathe and enjoy some of their other colleagues' perform performances.
0: Yeah, well, it's a good thing that the masks were able to come off during the performance. Can you imagine if if the vocal the vocalists had to keep the masks on? I can just imagine like just hearing. it makes <laughs> <Yeah, I> basically <laughs> be
1: hearing Kenny from South Park just. <laughs> the show, just be <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, that even wouldn't... though that sounded like Beaker. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's true. Beaker. I get, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, so given. Uh, okay. For next up, the crew setting things up. Like the, there, are, there must have been like a crew of some kind setting up the performers, right? Or was it uh, the performers would set up their own gear?
1: Um, there was one guy. One there guy? was a guy that um s- that was provided by Absinthe to help the help them set up, get all the audio and ready and all that. That's all they were allowed was one guy, but still like a lot of venues don't even provide a guy for you. You have to provide your own with a lot of different places. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to that, I think that's really cool that they do provide a guy when you do. If you're someone that wants to book out Absinthe to perform, to put on a show and that's covered in your fee. I think that's really cool, and that really
0: helps. Okay, that's, well, that's good to hear. Uh, so for that one crew member himself, uh, or herself, don't remember, uh, when it comes to, you know, actually social distant concerts, they crew members are usually the first ones to be overlooked. Honestly, it'd be more fitting for them to have, to all of them have be uh, wearing a red shirt. That's how expendable they usually are in these circumstances. But for yeah. Metal Monday, with the one guy, how was he protected?
1: Well, he was... In the like the furthest corner away from all the musicians, like he, when he went up, he was wearing a mask. So they were all everyone was wearing a mask, no matter what interaction it was. They everything was very good. I'm giving thumbs ups to Tom's, even though this is a podcast and not a, <laughs> an interview for the YouTube channel. I <laughs> <laughs> so, the middle high is still on, you yeah, could tell. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so used to YouTube too that as like a, yes. it's like a visual medium but here's like there's no vi- visual so it's, at this point we're just kind of thumbsing up and and flipping people yes. off with like no real no no one knows that we're flipping each other off right now <laughs>
1: yes it's and I'm Portuguese so I talk with my hands yeah so it's like you none of you get to see that that I am talking with my hands that, that is it, a damn shame <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but you know but back to talking about the guy he was. Mm-hmm. Probably the most well kept safe out of everyone because he had his little corn, little designated area inside the venue, and no one. If you're not a performer or running the show or a bartender, mm-hmm. you you weren't around, allowed
0: in the venue. So he realistically was the safest of them all. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, but if he wasn't the only one with the red shirt on and there were multiple other people you know, in the crew, how do you think that would have worked? Do you think they would have been able to be kept as safe as the one crew member?
1: I'm not too sure because when it comes to a lot of independent, like l- local shows, you don't really see more than just one sound guy. Mm-hmm. Like on the odd occasion, you might have two sound guys, but. Besides that, it's really it's nothing too extreme. Like they're always in like their their little spot. They have their their like table that's protected where no one's allowed to go but them, even when it comes to like the shows and all that. So I think if there was like a second one involved with our the one guy it, I still
0: think they'd be safe. Yeah, because I, I asked that just because I know, like, with local shows, it's a bit different, obviously, because oh, of course. not everyone has access to a roadie or something like that. Uh, but with, like, bigger shows, that's where most of the concern comes from. That's where most of the crew ends up getting screwed over. Because the majority of them, they can't be distant with each other. Uh, So that's, that's, figured, I, that's why I, I would have asked. Uh, but, yeah, obviously with local course, shows, it's but a bit if different. If it
1: comes to something like that... It's really going to be one of those, like, everyone would have to wear a mask kind of things.
0: Okay, that's good to know. This episode of the Metal Robot Podcast was remastered as of May 2021 to ensure great sound quality for your enjoyment. Honestly, I didn't have to, but if you want a reason to avoid responsibility, then you gotta take it, right? Anyways, if you're enjoying the podcast, consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on YouTube, so that any future episodes will appear right in your feed anyways let's get back to what's being said i have no idea what's happening actually i'm just recording this separate and i'm not sure what i'm talking about back then because i forgot everything it was a while ago what do you want me to do enjoy going back to what we were talking about before with the, the with how purchases were made i did want to ask about that uh, because when it, when it comes to the staff at the absinthe the servers the merch tables how were they protected? Because going back to the cash thing, uh that seems like it w- it sounds like a bit of a like a what's the word I'm looking for? It seems a bit counterintuitive given that y- you want as little human contact as possible, handing someone cash that seems like it it does the complete opposite rather than just tapping your card or inserting a card into a machine. So how how were they protected in that in that sense?
1: Um I get that and that I completely makes sense, um, but when it comes to like a venue like Absinthe, you know, there are some venues that do not have like debit machines or any of that. And i never been to Absinthe before COVID. So I'm assuming this was a thing
0: that was always their kind of rule. Right. So with that in mind, how were they protected though? Like the staff oh, of involved?
1: Course. So the main thing with everyone involved when it came to the merchandise person and the wait- waitresses and waiters, um, the main thing was they had to wear a mask. No matter where where they were, they had to wear a mask because human interaction for them is very key. Um, I don't really know if the waiters and waitresses had to wear gloves. I wasn't really able to see that. Uh, I was more focused on the merch person because that was something I had to provide. Um, I brought in, I had to get my aunt. God bless her heart. She said yes to doing merchandise for us. So she had her mask on. She had hand sanitizer by her, and I'm pretty sure she used it like the entire night, making safe social distance uh, purchases as best as she could. But of course, when it came to handing over the money and merchandise, you know, there's going to be some contact with that. But pretty sure she had a hand sanitizer bottle there at her disposal that she used after each purchase just to quickly clean her hands. And I'm pretty sure the waitresses and waiters had hand sanitizer at their disposal too, but again, can't really say much about them. They weren't, not to come off route, my priority.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to be fair, like when it comes to the servers and people who already work at the Epson, I feel like that's more like asking how they were kept safe is more of a question for the management of the location. But nonetheless, it's good to hear that when it comes to what you were tasked with that people were people. safety was your top priority uh, oh, but looking back at the show one week later did you feel like that show did a good job of keeping people safe in these covid times
1: i believe yes it did we did the best to our abilities to keep everyone at their tables but of course metal heads they see a friend Of course, they're going to want to go up and be like, hey. And I I respect this a lot. They're very hardcore on theirs. You have to be at a table.
0: With no right. mask. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, you saw you saw what the one guy did to me when he saw me. I was I completely yes. forgot I, about my mask when I was standing up, and you can see some pictures online uh, that show that uh, when I'm where I'm featured with where I'm yes. forgetting to wear a mask while standing up. So they they rightfully came at me. as like, "Hey, dude, come on, wear a mask. Let's go." <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> no, and there were multiple times during the show where I had to get up on stage to make an announcement, saying, "Hey, everyone, please sit at your tables," you know. COVID, social distance, we got, come on, please, do your part kind of deal. But besides that, I think it was more than just like a really good social distance thing. It was a good thing for the metal community just to have a live performance, even though it was acoustic. It was just, I think it was something definitely the metal
0: community in Hamilton and in other parts of Southern Ontario needed. Yeah, that's definitely good to hear. And, and as someone who did go to the show, I can definitely attest to that we desperately needed it. Like, I was, yes. like I was talking, I was even talking to uh, one of the people at, who came to my table. Uh, they mm-hmm. were saying that they, when they came back from Germany, actually, because they, they had to stay in quarantine for fourteen days. And this <laughs> was and your sh- Metal Monday was the first thing that they did after they got out of quarantine. Because they're like, all right, what's the th- first thing I do when I get out of quarantine? Is there a metal show? Hell yes, let's go. That's awesome! I didn't know that.
1: That is really cool that she got out of quarantine just to come. <laughs> I'm so glad you show. knew who exactly
0: I was talking about in that regard. Um, <laughs> how can I, Tom? Let's <laughs> well, be real. If I'm at a show and someone comes to my table starts talk, to start chatting me up, I'm going to keep talking. Um, but <laughs> um, it's not even that, Tom. <laughs> Okay, Colin, easy. easy. (laughs) Well, Colin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast to talk about this. Obviously, this show is what did its very best to stay safe. And I think in retrospect, it did a great job. And I think a lot of shows should really take note of how you put the show together and how the Absinthe as a whole and as well as you kept everyone safe. That's something that shows altogether need to keep in mind as they try to bring things back to normal. So, uh, is there any advice that you would give to any of those venues to, uh, to, or any of those shows that might come up?
1: Um, yes, definitely. The big one is when you do have an, like with a lot of the venues, some of them are doing just acoustic performances. So even when it comes to trying to find an acoustic band, that is alone is very, <laughs> difficult, but, go out there, ask a bunch of different bands that you know and have connections with because you're bound to get one yes from someone or someone to say, I might not be able to, but hey, there's this other band I know. And when it comes to just the rules and stuff, just keep close with the management of the venue you're booking a show with because they have all their rules. They have everything. You gotta be up to date with them on what is allowed, what's not allowed. I was texting the, texting the guy from the Absent Jesse. Shout out to Jesse from Absent because he was really a huge rock for making this possible with us at Thrasher's Paradise. It was just okay, Jesse. What are we allowed to do? And it I was keep I was still messaging him till the day of to figure out like okay, what are the for sure rules for tonight that I can mention in the, the group page and. You know, like, every day it's changing. Every day it's getting a bit more better when it comes to the rules. Like, there's not even talks about having, like, full
0: band performances. Uh, that, that would be pretty good. Yeah, especially seeing as uh, you were talking about uh, that there's going to be a, possibly another Metal Monday coming up in October? Uh, the return of the metal, as the I Return am of the metal, opinion, okay.
1: We don't have... We do have an, a preferred date that we have in mind, but we are looking to maybe make it a November thing because with that now said of a full band kind of situation, there could be a lot of money involved, not just when it comes to paying for the venue and for merchandise, but also for the bands. Cause you know, if you're asking bands from all different parts, some of them won't, might not be open to performing for free. So
0: right. really
1: just we're right now, we're just in raising money mode. So we're currently selling all of our merchandise. We have beer glasses, t-shirts, pucks, stickers up for sale. If you are interested in it please contact the Thrashers Paradise Instagram, which is Thrashers underscore paradise, or our Facebook page for more information and to help support us. We are almost out of t-shirts, which is very exciting. And we are getting more in more sizes because don't worry people in small and mediums <laughs> get to you your shirts. Those shirts went by pretty
0: quickly, huh? Um, yeah, and especially <laughs>
1: when people are asking, hey, um, do you have any smalls? And I never originally bought
0: smalls. Because, uh,
1: well, to be my fair. initial theory is how many metal heads are in the size small.
0: <laughs> true there's not a lot of 10 year olds listening to metal and going to show
1: exactly so my original thought was okay i'm gonna get majority large and extra large because that's standard metal size oh, and now yeah. I have people asking me do you have any smalls or mediums and it's just like um all of our three mediums are sold out uh. so nothing i can do there but we will make another order and i will let you know when we have
0: some in that would be pretty cool i'm sure i'm sure my sister would love that no i'm kidding. Uh, <laughs>
1: Maybe
0: your roommate might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Colin, again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Colin Sterling of Thrasher's Paradise on YouTube and on 101.5 The Hawk on the radio. Your show airs 10.30 or 10 p.m.? I can never remember on Tuesdays.
1: 9.30 to midnight. Every 9.30 Tuesday. to midnight. 1.5 to Hawk. And definitely check subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're constantly uploading stuff at least once a week. Um, It's kind of died down from the COVID high because of new job and working once again as a regular citizen kind mm-hmm. of situation. So I'm at least aiming to get one video up a week. Definitely check it out. This week, which is the week of September 7th 7th to whenever we have new video coming up about Metal Mondays. And you can actually see live performances from all three acts and just interviews we did with a bunch of people from Oshawa and Kitchener that came all the way out just to see
0: the show. That is great to hear. Well, Colin, thanks again for coming on. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much,
1: Tom, for having me join the podcast once again as i am now a member of the two two appearance club oh yeah you just listened to
0: MrP, the metal robot podcast Thank you so much for tuning in. Check us out on the internet, YouTube, Metal Robot Reviews, Facebook and Twitter at the Metal Robot, and Instagram at Robot. You can also check out everything we do on TheMetalRobot.com for videos, reviews, press, and so much more. I'm Tom McKay. Thank you so much for listening. Click subscribe if you haven't already. I'll see you in the mosh Bit next time. Have a good night.